it's inspiration for you. We're enlarging worlds with growth stories. Listen your way. Tune in for fresh stories brought to you by Unit for Hosts. Join us for this week's inspiration for you. and welcome to this episode of Inspiration For You, uh, the podcast from people at Unit 4. So today we'll be your hosts, Josh and, and Roel. Roel, why don't you perhaps introduce yourself and, and tell everybody who you are and, and what you do? Yeah, hello, Josh, and uh, hello, our listeners. My name is Roel Hanapol, and uh, I am uh, heading digital marketing uh, within Unit 4. Well, I think most colleagues will know me as a very sales-driven marketer. I was a sales in the past, and one time I switched over to to marketing. And uh, when you are having a look on my LinkedIn profile, you will see that my my headline is uh, showing tearing down walls between marketing and sales. So, yeah, I think that says a lot. Brilliant stuff. Thank you very much. And uh, to give listeners an idea of of who I am, so I I started at Unit 4 as a talent engagement specialist around seven months ago, which was a role very much focused on employer branding uh, and sourcing top talent for, for Unit 4 across UK and I. Last month, I was promoted into a recruiter position. So, so now focusing very much on full lifecycle recruiting, specifically again across UK and I, but still focusing on, on our employer brand. So to give you an idea of, of this podcast, the idea is, is to hopefully inspire a change for all of our listeners out there to, to do things differently than you have done in the past. And for this session, we're going to be covering specifically social media uh, and LinkedIn. And as you probably know from from seeing content on LinkedIn every day, the people who drive the highest levels of engagement and interaction on the platform don't tend to achieve that from copying other people or resharing posts. They tend to create their own voice. They have a presence uh, and and are unique in their approach. So hopefully this session today will really help you stand out in a real crowded and and often saturated platform. So to kick things off, Roel, you often see content with hundreds and thousands of likes. So really keen to get your sort of marketing and sales perspective on how you can get your content to achieve great engagement. You know, are there certain algorithms? Do you focus on SEO? Are there hashtags? Any tricks or areas that perhaps everyone out there can take into consideration? Now, I, th- I think it's a very good question because, you know, I'm as digital marketing, we do content marketing. It's, it's an important element uh, of, of what we do. And there are certain tricks, but tricks are always tricky because the, the whole core of everything, what you need to do is around being relevant for, the, for your audience. I think that's the, the key start. And in digital marketing, we have, of course, all kinds of data. We are able to track and trace it to all kinds of data available to be as relevant as possible so that we are with the right message at the right time at the right persons. But when you have a look at especially social media and not only from a brand perspective, but also from a person perspective, there are a couple of things you can do to get more impact with what you share, for example, on your timelines. Let's, for example, take LinkedIn. So we are in business for business and LinkedIn is by far the most important network for us to engage with our audiences when it comes to social media. And one of the key things is, for example, the using uh, the usage of hashtags. So 
without a hashtag in your update you share, you have 50% less impact on your feed. And it's not about spamming with hashtags, but there is, based on research done, when you use three hashtags, then you will be most impactful. So not two and not four or more. So six hashtags or more is spam and your, your update will not be shown to so many people in, in the feed anymore. Of course, those hashtags need to be relevant to the topic. And when you are a real professional, the hashtags also refers to, for example, the skills on your profile. So there is a lot of algorithms there in place. But some, some other generics, when you share something and you get a comment within the first hour, that's crucial. But also a comment on that comment that will increase the impact with 250%. And that's basically because LinkedIn wants us to interact. It's a networking environment. So comment on a comment is really, really key. I mentioned as well a relationship to your profile. So when you have a five-star profile, that's also boosted your, your impact with 80%. That's, that's really a lot. Don't overshare. Maximum one post a day. Otherwise, LinkedIn is not able to, to optimize the sharing. It's not that when you push, okay, share an update, that it will be seen to everybody in your network at once. There's a whole yeah, data background behind it because LinkedIn is only interested in getting an as relevant as possible experience for their members in place. So they want to first learn from your, your update. Is it interacting? And then it will be shown to more people. So the first hour is crucial for, for, for after publishing that you get interactions. And from there, yeah, your, your update will be shared to more people or not. There is something as well that is relatively new on LinkedIn, especially that's document share. So when you share a document in your update, that really is, re yeah, LinkedIn wants to push that and promote it. So that will be shown to much more people than when you share a video, for example, which is already sort of common sense in, in, in LinkedIn. Yeah, and new is hot. So when you gain a lot of new followers on the company page, when you share it from a unit four or business profile or company profile, or as a person, you have a lot of new connections. In the first week when you share something, your updates will be shown to your new connections. When they don't engage with your content, so it's not relevant enough, they will not see your updates anymore so many after that week. So there are a lot of these kind of things, yeah, playing in the background where you will have your influence on. But I'm just repeating, it's also about just being relevant to your network. So, so Josh, yeah, can I ask you a question? This, from out of your profession um, and also your background. There may be also listeners who are actively looking for a new role right now. What advice would you provide to enable them to stand out and to help secure their future dream job? Yes, it's a great question. And um, you touched on the importance of, of an up-to-date profile, you know, especially in order to be found. Uh, we can touch on that perhaps a bit later on, but. My best advice is, is to be proactive and, and have an open mind. So, you know, LinkedIn is a networking site, right? And a huge part of, of this is, is an, 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 an important part of, of seeking a new role is to reach out to your existing network, but also make new connections. So my advice would be to, to follow companies that, that you want to work for. If you, if you aren't really aware of any particular companies that perhaps stand out, then, then certainly go away and do some research around you know, think about the sort of culture and the environment that you want. You know, do you want to join a high growth SaaS company, which can 
provide you know some serious challenge and, and accelerate your development and if if so start researching online there's thousands of articles and links of organizations in the industry and, and upcoming organizations such as unit four excuse the plug that can really hopefully provide you what you're looking for so, so once you've identified those companies that you'd like to work for my advice is, is to reach out to recruiters and hiring managers within those organizations. So, so do a keyword search on LinkedIn. It can be very simple. It could be, you know, if you're a marketing executive, just search for marketing manager and the name of the company that you're looking to apply for and, and drop a connection request. And, and when I say a connection request, there is an option to personalize that. So, you know, introduce yourself, keep it nice and concise, you know, the value that you can bring and, and, and the reasons behind you looking to join that organization and, and and if there's not an open opportunity just make it clear that you're looking to to introduce yourself for future networking opportunities as well just a nice short simple message just to, to get your brand out there and your name out there and start to have some um, touch points with those organizations so that would be my advice for 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 those future sort of companies but also look to utilize the people that you've worked with in the past you know get in touch with them they may have moved on to another company who are now hiring or know of someone perhaps hiring in the industry. And you'd be surprised that the best jobs out there are all, always the hardest to find. They're not the ones that are on job boards and, and appear on every single career site out there typically. So to really try and uh, find those hidden gems. In terms of the basics as well, typically, you know, sub subscribe to job alerts and, and obviously get yourself active on LinkedIn and, and open to opportunities if, if you haven't already done so. Uh, and also, don't be afraid to share your success. You know, LinkedIn's a great place to to promote yourself and and, and increase your your personal brand. And be proud. You know, if you've achieved something fantastic, share that. And no doubt that will start to get recognised in the industry. So the last piece um, I wanted to touch on, which which I've mentioned briefly, is is focus on previous organisations that you've worked with in the past. Unit Four recently released a brand new alumni networking tool for, for all of our ex and current employees to, to stay in touch. It's a great way for you to explore career development opportunities and also look at things from a, a sort of career growth perspective. So, you know, mentorship opportunities, public speaking opportunities that might present themselves. So yeah, yeah do please check it out if you get the chance. The link is on my LinkedIn profile under, under featured items. So it'd be great to hear actually your insight from a sales perspective. We've obviously touched on you know, how to engage and, and maximize the impact of your posts. We've we talked about, you know, what you can do to stand out as a job seeker, but let's focus on a salesperson, especially with your sales background. Um, let's say I'm a salesperson. I'm really keen to increase my social selling skills. Where do I start? What, what sort of strategy would I adopt? And, and how, would, would, how would I look to execute on that long term? Yeah, well, when I have a look at our own sales uh, toppers within Unit 4, what I see is that they have embraced all being online and having their social presence. They, they made it a part, actually, on how they do their profession, how they help purchasing, selling our, our solutions to, to, to the audiences. So, I, I, well, I can mention four topics, I think. So the first thing... To be successful as a sales using social media is to have a clear goal. I think that's, that's really the core thing. Having a clear goal on what do you want to engage with and have a real understanding about their business challenges. And also have, have 
really understanding about when you can be of relevance as a sales and how you how your expertise is helping the audience uh, moving forward. And of course, this needs to be a profitable case. So the business challenges needs to relay to the business you are doing as a sales. So have a clear goal. I think that's the starting point. And looking at our sales toppers, they continuously build their, their network. with So they are connecting actively with uh, key stakeholders. So like customers, people they've spoken with, the prospects. So they, they use different angles for building their network. And we are in the luxury position to use premium LinkedIn tooling, for example. And there are many, many examples, but one of the, 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 the things they often use is that they follow people who started to follow us as a company on LinkedIn and those people of interest to them. So those people they want to engage with, they send an invite immediately. So, hey, thank you for following us as a company in case you're looking for any specific information, et cetera, et cetera. Feel free to reach out to me. So they are actively networking. And also they take really initiative. It's what you mentioned as well. They take initiative, so they engage based on value. So they are reaching out when they can be of value to the other. And another thing is that over time, they are known for their expertise. So our sales stoppers are really experts in their profession. And they stand out. Their profile stand out, for example. So they show a clear added value. They also remain visible over time. So they share every week at least one post that is really relevant for their connections. Yeah, so it's it's, it's a total approach they, they have online, which is became a sort of second nature besides their offline activities, but a really important one. And it's not just uh, something you do because you need something right now. It's something that goes on and on and on. They check every day, for example, who visit their LinkedIn profile. And in case there is somebody of interest, they reach out. So they are having a clear goal. They are proactive. They are visible. They know their added value. Yeah, I think those those elements are, are really, really key. So so actually they they build a personal brand. And regarding that personal brand, you know, it's 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 a subject that often comes up in, in business. And it's become a key part. So this is a really difficult question, Josh. So talking about personal brand, it's becoming more and more important. So like I mentioned as well for a sales professional, how important it is to have an personal brand that really stands out and that's really helping them achieving their business goals. So from, from your profession, what kind of advice would you, would you give to those people looking to improve their LinkedIn profiles and to really stand out from the crowd? Yes, it's a great question. I think the, the first piece of advice I'd provide would, would be to focus on your, on your headline. Obviously, make sure that, that you've got an up-to-date profile first and foremost, but the headline is the first thing a potential employer or you know stakeholder or your target market will ultimately see so, so try and make it stand out uh, and be relevant to what you have to offer right but but also just bear in mind from a from an seo perspective if you are job searching and a recruiter is searching for you you need to make sure that you've got the keywords in there that you feel the recruiter will, will look for when ultimately trying to headhunt someone like you so it's got to, got to be a balance, really. If, if you're a sales prof professional and, and you're ultimately looking to 
drive new business and, and start conversations, then, then you may want to put together a short, impactful piece around how, for example, unit four adds value, right? Whether it's mitigating risk or you know, controlling costs or improving employee engagement, you know, whatever the, really your value proposition is, try and create a punchy one-liner. Uh, the second thing I would recommend is, is just make your profile relevant to what you're trying to achieve. So as a recruiter, I obviously have content related to life at Unit 4 uh, and why people should think about joining us. As a salesperson, you may want to have links or content about educating your buyers into why, why automate, why choose Unit 4. You know, if you're job searching, you may want to upload a CV. You may want to share an award on your profile. But just try and tailor it in terms of what your ultimate goal is and, and just touching on the point that you made previously really making sure it's relevant to what you're trying to achieve on on LinkedIn. In terms of sort of personal brand, obviously recommendations do stand out. I'd always recommend having some some recommendations from from key people that you often liaise with and, and can ultimately boost your own reputation in the market. Certainly focus on that over endorsements. I think endorsements have been around for so so long now that they have lost value in my opinion. You know, it's very easy just to click the button and, and say that you endorse someone for a particular skill, but there's no proof of that really, and there's no personal touch. So, so always focus on recommendations and don't be afraid to ask. An important point, actually, I'd like to point out is, is to get a profile picture, and if you haven't got one already, you must get one because this is your your brand, right? You wouldn't walk into a networking meeting in real life and cover your face. So. Be yourself, be professional. There is a balance, you know, try and have a high resolution headshot and smile, right? People hire people they like, people buy from people they like. So make sure that first impression counts. From an ongoing perspective, just try and keep it updated, keep it interactive, you know, make sure that your profile has some featured content on there as well. There is a featured content section that has been rolled out recently on LinkedIn, where you have the option to share videos, photos, links to content, which your target market might be interested in. And just basics as well. I don't want to teach anyone how to suck eggs here, but spell check, right? The amount of times you see grammar or spelling errors on, on profiles, I've probably been guilty of this in the past. So uh, a great app that you can download for Chrome is Grammarly, you know, or just run the text in Word before publishing and, and do a quick spell check. So that, that would be my key focus areas for, for your profile on LinkedIn. So... The next part of, of the podcast is our inspiration for you round. So we're going to ask each other two questions of our choice. Perhaps you can start us off by, by asking me a question of, of your choice and, and what you're keen to learn about. Yeah, actually, I'm quite interested in... So, so imagine that you are really nervous or you are out of your comfort zone because if you needed to start something really new. What is the first thing you do? That's a really good question. And for me, it's research. I'm one of these people that has to understand the why before doing something. So for example, actually, in, in my personal life, I've been plagued by knee pain on the outside of my knee when running for years. And in the last sort of few months or so, it's, it's got a lot worse. And I must have spent two hours every evening for the last couple of weeks researching why it occurs. I've looked at YouTube videos, articles, you know, I've reached out to experts in the field and really trying to get my head around the root cause of the problem. And, and from there, once I did my initial research, just brainstormed everything I, I learned into a Word document. And then once I felt I had a good enough understanding to move forward and, and start to put, put together a plan of action, I just filtered through the information that I learned and the content that I picked up and 
put together a real structured rehab routine, which I've then broken down into real granular detail. For example, you know, the number of reps and the total sets of each individual exercise that's going to help get this let get this knee better. And even so far into the total amount of time spent per day on this, how many days per week, and then a tiered approach as well, so that over the course of the, of the next few weeks, I'm in, improving and I'm increasing the resistance and the intensity to make sure that I'm getting better every week. So yeah, for me, it's, it's having a very clear process in mind, doing your research beforehand. You know, I'm really process focused and live and die by data. So I need to have that theory before just going straight into something and, and, you know, perhaps not being as prepared. So that would be my advice. So keeping with the uh, topic of social media, I'm curious to know, actually, what, what don't we know about you already that that isn't on your LinkedIn profile? Well, actually, it's what I don't show on my LinkedIn profile directly is my addictions. It's it. <laughs> it's not that serious, but you know, I'm addicted <laughs> uh, to a lot of stuff like sports. I'm addicted to to a lot of board sport, like kite windsurfing, and I do it on the land, water, snow. So I really love the feeling of freedom, height, speed. So I like to challenge myself. And I think addiction will come also back in how I work as a professional. So I love to dive into deep when I touch on something, a new digital program or something. Yeah, I really want to go to into the deep and I would love to have everything I'm starting with. I want to go to find, okay, how far can we go? What's the, the max we can get out of it? And yeah, I think it's it's addictive to me. And that but it's also driving me as a person. And I hope that personal touch is visible somewhere on my profile in the way I'm writing my profile. But uh, it's not literally spelled out. No. I was worried then. I thought we were going to go into a deep counselling session. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. No worries. <laughs> hey, just just an, 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 another question, Josh. Uh, what book are you reading now? So, so I'm actually reading Tyson Fury's autobiography. For those that don't know, I'm a huge sports fan, but but in particular, boxing is, is a huge part of my life. And yeah, I absolutely love the, the sweet science behind it, the real small levels of, of intricacies and level of detail in, in an elite level bout. And I think overall, just the, the discipline that you need to, to be able to compete in the sport. And I think it's often mistaken for just being seen as perhaps two people punching each other in a ring. But actually, when you break it down, it's, it's an incredible, difficult sort of sport to master. And, and it's very similar to a game of chess in, in terms of strategy. And for me, you know, boxing builds resilience. It takes huge courage and bravery especially considering it's an individual sport and there's and there's nowhere to hide like you have perhaps on on a football pitch and and also it's turned so many young people's lives around and you know for those that don't know Tyson Fury has been through a huge amount in his life you know his battle with mental health problems are well documented but his autobiography for me is a great read to really understand actually that underneath the skin of a of a six foot nine 19 stone giant uh, and confident, brash, heavyweight champion of the world was actually a very troubled, anxious man who was within seconds of of ending his own life because of his demons. And it just goes to show that that mental health doesn't discriminate, and is a great example of how you can actually turn your life around when, when at the time it it seemed like all was lost. And I think it's just a huge inspiration for anyone out there that has similar battles in life. You know, you, you can you can absolutely turn things around, and, and there's a huge amount of opportunity out there. So, you know, Tyson Fury has had many 
you know, influences on his life. Keen to actually find out from, from, from you, you know, who or what has had the greatest influence on your life? Yeah, I think, well, I'm, as a digital marketer, I'm really in a data-driven world. But still, I think what influenced me the most is my gut feeling. So along the way, getting older, <laughs> trusting more and more on your gut feeling. Of course, driven by, by data and all these elements, but gut feeling, especially when you are exploring new areas of, of, of things and doing innovations, doing business with people, uh, gut feeling for me, is a really important driver. Yeah, long story short. Brilliant. So let's wrap up today's session. Hopefully everyone has found it useful. Perhaps if you could share a top tip, actually, in terms of you know social media and the topic that we, we've discussed today, what, what's your biggest takeaway and, and what could our listeners take away and start to action? Yeah, first of all, define your goal. Profile yourself. Think about profiling yourself from an audience perspective. Build your network, engage with people, take initiatives, and just go for it. Completely agree. And, and, and mine's very similar. It's to really have a purpose before you start sharing on LinkedIn. Do your research, create a strategy and, and a plan, but make it sustainable, right? There's so often that you start to do things in life and it just gets too much too quickly and, and it ends up falling apart in, in a matter of days. So start small, you know, be able to maintain it, build on that as you start to get into the habit and then become more comfortable using the platform as well. So great place to leave it, I think. You know, thanks for everyone for tuning in. We'll, we'll obviously be continuing our conversations every single fortnight with guest speakers talking about a variety of different people topics from leadership, personal and professional growth, growth to, to mental health and people-driven technology. So thanks everyone again for listening. Thank you, Raoul. Thanks, Josh.